Welcome to Lawmen, a podcast about local legends and obscure curiosities from days of yore. I'm Alistair Beckett-King. And I'm James Shakeshaft. This story is about Tuesday Lobsang Ramper. I don't want to give away anything in the intro. If you haven't heard of Tuesday Lobsang Ramper, do not Google it. No, because you'll get a response saying, did you mean Tuesday's Lobster Rampage? (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for a story, James? Yeah. Well, it's not exactly a story. It's the tale of a man. Okay. And his name is T. Lobsang Ramper. What does the T stand for? Stands for Tuesday. What? His na- yep, the man's name is Tuesday Lobsang Ramper. I'm, I'm showing you the cover of the book uh, he wrote called The Third Eye. And I showed I showed you this before and you asked yeah. me what period of time he belonged to because he looked like he was from the future. Yes, definitely. Lobsang Ramper was uh, a Buddhist and so was really from, from the past, having had many... Many uh, lives. Mm-hmm. Mm. Lobsang Ramper was a, a, a little boy mm-hmm. from Tibet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, the whole premise of the story is that he's from Tibet. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't remember where he was from. Lobsang Ramper was uh, a seven-year-old boy who was taken to the Lama Seri, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, which is like a monastery, but for would-be llamas. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing at llamas. Oh, like the One Dalai Lama. Lama. As in the Dalai. <laughs> So the, Do Welsh people think they're called karmas? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he became a, a, a llama. <laughs> um, sure. A, a long a neck-stretching procedure. <laughs> no, but there was a very strange procedure. He underwent a procedure to open his third eye, <laughs> which is on his forehead. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh. so after undergoing a series of... Um, trials to make sure that he, he was worthy and that he had the necessary sort of talents. He, he was uh, prepared by the, the senior llamas. At the, stop sniggering every time I say llama. I'm going to say it loads more, James. Okay. I'm going to say llama almost throughout. All right. So one of the llamas took him... <laughs> one of the senior llamas <laughs> uh, takes his head between his knees in a room. Uh, you've got very serious now, but it gets kind of better, but kind of worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and another llama took a tool, which which he describes as being like a, a, a bradawl. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a little, um, it's like a screwdriver, but for making a small hole. Yeah, it's one of my, I don't have one. I wish I had a bradawl. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of just use a screwdriver, though. Yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah. Uh, but this was different because the end was sort of U-shaped and had sharp teeth. And he placed, uh, if you, uh, well, like sh- a horseshoe, U-shaped, looking at you. So imagine that there's a sort of a, a hollow, like the um, like the central v- valley of a sword running down the length of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he placed it right in the centre of uh, of Young Tuesday's forehead. Yeah, and began to turn the handle and drill into the forehead of the the little boy. Oh. So it's trepanation is what we're talking here. Yeah. And with a little scrunch sound, I think he describes, he he, he doesn't feel any pain even as it goes through the bone. Uh, and once it's through the bone, he takes a... a he wouldn't be able to feel any pain. No, no endings in the brain. No. Mm. He takes a, a splinter, a needle of wood, perfectly conical, hardened wood, as hard as metal, and slides that into the, the groove in the tool and then gradually, very gradually into the brain of the little boy. And he experiences a piercing flash of light and intense pain that subsides very quickly and starts to feel 
unusual sensations. But the, the, they withdraw the, the, the Bradwell tool and they, they bind them up, leaving the splinter, the little mm-hmm. conical uh, pointy bit of wood in mm-hmm. there for three days. And he stays in a darkened room for three days and then nothing happens. And then they come and they remove him. And when they remove it, he discovers that his third eye is now open and he's able to see the golden auras around the 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 llamas that uh, that were attending to him and oh, that... yeah, I forgot all the way through the llama was doing it. <laughs> Please visualize it, and that indicated he he later learns that the gold aura around them indicates their purity. It takes him a while to get used to this, so he looks out into the hallway and and he he yells, "Help! Help! The cleaner is on fire!" Uh, but actually, the cleaner is just very angry, and what he's seeing is sort of blue smoke billowing out of the cleaner with flecks of of red. That represents oh. the the anger and the fury in the cleaner. Uh-huh. And the lama's teaching that the, the uh, how to read the auras and how to interpret them, and also how to close his third eye so that he isn't overwhelmed by this knowledge of people's innermost secrets and mm. and, and personal truths. Mm-hmm. The book is the book uh, T. Lobs and for the third eye is the account of his life. It's not a, a highly directed story. It's very sort of picaresque. One thing happens, then another thing happens, and mm-hmm. then this big thing happens, and then he has a bit of an adventure and he sees a Yeti. Oh, yeah, there's a Yeti in it. Whoa. Um, and this book came to the attention of the publisher, uh, Frederick Wahlberg, in the early 50s, and it was being presented by Dr. Carl Kuon Suo. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, a mysterious figure known as Dr. Carl Kuon Suo. Now, I can't tell you how the biography of Tuesday Lobs and Rainbow got into the hands of that man. Mm. But the important thing is it did, and then it got into the hands of a publisher and then became an international worldwide hit, printed in lots of languages and was very, very successful. And this is where the story of magic and child abuse gets strange. <laughs> because uh, the Daily Mail investigated Dr. Carl Kuon Suo uh, and found out that he's name was actually Cyril Henry Hoskins and that he was from Plimpton in Devon and was the son of a plumber who the son of a plumber who had never not only not been to Tibet but had never left the country and it is hypothesized by some that that man wrote the book now before Wahlberg published it he sent the text to a variety of Tibetan scholars all of whom said absolutely not this was not written by anybody with any knowledge of Tibet Uh, it's complete nonsense it's definitely not true but don't let that colour your view of it right because once that once it was revealed that Cyril Henry Hoskins um, Plumerson (laughs) was involved in the the authorship of the book he explained that obviously he hadn't actually travelled from Tibet after the communist invasion as Tuesday Lobsang Rampa said he had what happened was and I think you're going to find this very persuasive Mm. he was in a tree trying to photograph an owl cool and he he fell out and hit his head and at that point the spirit of the Lama Tuesday Lobsang Rampa entered his body and from that point onwards he was Tuesday Lobsang Rampa and to, to his enormous credit, he maintains that for the rest of his writing career, writing, about, I think, like 18 other books by Tuesday Lobsang Rampa. He never at any point says, uh, I just, it was the owl. Or he never blames anybody else. Right, yeah. He never credits anybody but Tuesday Lobsang Rampa. That isn't quite true. He does give cre- co-credit for one of his books uh, to his Siamese cat, Fifi Grey Whiskers, <laughs> who communicated some of the material some of the substance of that book 
telepathically, James. Of course. He was hounded, hounded by the press in the 50s in the UK. Um, and so he had to, he, he moved, he went to Canada, w- where he lived out the rest of his life. He left the country. Yeah, he? had to leave the country. So he did finally leave the country. Yeah. Didn't go to Tibet. No. Uh, it was under Chinese occupation by then. Okay. So fair play, wouldn't have been welcome. Mm. And there is a statue of him. Mm. Where might it be? Tibet? Calgary uh, in Canada, where he lived? Plimpton? Plimpton, Devon? No. It is in Kemerovo in Russia. A statue of him and Fifi Grey Whiskers the cat. <laughs> and I can't find out why. I have no idea why there's a statue of him there. I have no idea what connection he has to that location. Do you think maybe, like, a sculptor was in a tree (laughs) trying to make a sculpture of an owl (laughs) and he fell out? Lobsungramper.org exists and is uh, a a completely straight and sincere account of his teachings and a variety of sort of Tibetan mysticism. Mm -hmm. Um, It's... Lock clip art. It's 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 very 1.0. Right. It's very much web 1.0, yes. I'm imagining a black background with green writing. Yeah, all right, but I'd like to see you having that much of a visit account on your side, James. <laughs> so uh, we should be so lucky. Yeah. No one's signing our guest book. <laughs> all right, I can see that you're sceptical. Mm. I can see that you're sceptical and that you think the word llama is funny. <laughs> you're ever so clever, James. Well, may- okay, maybe you don't believe he was a Tibetan. Maybe you don't believe that he left Tibet after the communist invasion and w- learned to speak English from an American woman in a Japanese prisoner of war camp. Maybe you don't believe that. But he has anticipated in the year of the wood sheep, yeah. uh, which was when this preface was written, he's anticipated your criticisms. And he, he I don't know when that year is. He has prepared a defence, mm-hmm. and it is, and uh, legal experts will recognise this, it is a classic example of the giant turtle defence. Ah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not going to do the accent, because uh, the Devon slash Tibet accent. Mm-hmm. He writes, Some of my statements, so I'm told, may not be believed. That is your privilege. But Tibet is a country unknown to the rest of the world. The man who wrote of another country that the people rode on turtles in the sea was laughed to scorn. So were those who had seen living fossil fish. Yet the latter have recently been discovered and a specimen taken in a refrigerator aeroplane to the USA for study. These men were disbelieved. They were eventually proved to be truthful and accurate. So will I be. I feel like I should be reading that in more of um, a Garth Marenghi voice. <laughs> a the man who wrote of another country that the people who rode turtles in the sea was laughed to scorn. So were the people who'd seen living fossil fish. Yet the latter have recently been discovered and a specimen taken in a refrigerator aeroplane to the USA for study. These men were disbelieved. They were eventually proven to be truthful and accurate. So will I be. Put that llama down, Garth. <laughs> Is that meant to be him on the cover? That is him on the, that is him on the cover. That is what Cyril Henry Hoskins, a.k.a. Dr. Carl Kuon Suo, looked like. A.k.a. Tuesday Lobster... A, a, <laughs> t- t- Tuesday Lobster Ramper. I Tuesday mean, arguably, that is the face of a white man holding a diamond. It looks like Donald Pleasance in makeup, bad makeup. It looks an awful lot like nose. Donald Pleasance. With a fake nose. Yeah. What's happened to his hands? His hands are cupped around a ruby... Oh, cool. I think I don't think the ruby's a literal ruby because, you know, Buddhist monks uh, eschew mm. trappings of wealth. Mm-hmm. I suspect it's a representative of, of the gift of the vision. Clever oh, yeah, being like a ruby. Eye. Yeah. Because rubies. Look, book covers aren't easy, James. No. 
And you've got to admit, that you is a think. cracker. I mean, I, the, we have, we, the reason I'm bringing this story to you is purely because I bought it for 20 pence in a charity shop based exclusively on the cover. Mm, and the name? And the name, name T-Lobsang Ramper. <laughs> T-Lobsang Ramper. It's probably Tom. Oh, people also fly on kites. That's another thing I forgot. Fly around on full-size kites. Oh, that's in Tibet. Happened. That happened. Yeah, yeah. That happens. Yeah. So, so do giant turtles, James. There are more things in heaven and earth. I'm not even sure I believe in refrigerated aeroplanes, to be honest. <laughs> Let alone that Tuesday's a first name. The reason it's Tuesday is that everybody in Tibet is named after a day of the week, which you would know if you read this book. In and, English. And no other accounts of what the naming practices in Tibet are, because right. apparently that's not true. So there's seven first names. There's seven first Very confusing. Yeah. Mm. That's my story. That's a good... Make, make of it what you will. The answer... May never be known. Uh, it was a wild ride. I felt it's got a lot of unnecessary amateur surgery. Really made me squirm. That yeah, I, w- I did want to go into detail because it's because because it's quite it, 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 it's a very entertainingly written book. Mm. Even if you don't find Llama funny. <laughs> Time for the scores, James. Yeah, my first category is names. <laughs> I, in fact, you know, I'm going to change that. My first category is names. Yeah, yeah, a hundred out of five. It's the name. Yes, T-Lob sang Ramper. T, a.k.a. Carl Kuan Suo, a.k.a. Cyril Hoskins. Cyril Hoskins. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, that Wednesday. Why Tuesday? Why? Where'd you come up with the name? If you were going to make up a fake name for a Tibetan monk. Yeah. For a, if, let's hypothetically say you're in Plimpton, you're photographing an owl and you have an idea. Mm. I could write a book from the point of view of a Tibetan monk. Gonna what should name. it be called? Gonna need a name. And then you look at the calendar... <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's it. Tuesday. Tuesday. It's a very, it's a the very much the, the Madame Doubtfire style of yeah. writing. Yeah. And then there's a lobster singing. Yeah. On a ramp. Doing the rumba. It sounds like a tea, like Lapsang Sushong. Yeah. It does sound like a tea. tea. Lapsang Sushong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, if you did say that in a Central London tea shop, they'd come back with something. Uh, yeah. I'd, you're five out of five for names. Thank you very obviously. much. Thank you. If I have the name, name for I'm name. shifting the category just because we're not going to get better than that. Mm. Next category, supernatural. <sighs> there was a yeti. Oh yeah, what happened with that? That was quite it's the um, lost y- yeti from yes. the f- program Lost. The, I don't know. He saw the abominable snowman. I didn't go into that much detail. I spent most of the time reading the bit about the drilling into the head. Okay. Did we not get? Did he even get get an aura read off that? Off the yeti? Was it? Was it an abominable oh, aura? Chilly. <laughs> so cold. Because would might it not have been just a a big mountaineer who had a white aura? Who knows more about the Himalayas and their denizens, James? The, you yeah. or Cyril Hoskins? Plumber's sons from Plimpton. Yeah, sorry, the, just the plosives on Plumber's son from Plimpton are yeah. off the hook. I'm glad James. we invested in pop shields for this episode. <laughs> mm. I oh whoa whoa whoa! You're looking like you're about you're negotiating yourself down from. It's. It's not loads. It's just clairvoyant. It could see people, see into people's souls, James. But that's like bringing in Harry Potter mm-hmm. and going, oh, here's a book. Uh, how do you explain the owl? Uh, I don't know. How do I explain the chatty cat? Yeah, give it its name, Fifi Grow Whiskers. I didn't even bring Fifi Grow Whiskers into naming. That's how confident I was. And she was psychic. Yes. I assume Fifi's a feminine name. Yes, I don't yeah. think so. And all cats are girls. Yeah. The other one didn't do any writing. It was just lazy. Yeah, just, just another, the, the second Siamese cat. Uh, four. Four? Yeah. Decent. It's a lot. I'll accept it. Considering. All right. I, a bit of it is because of the Russian 
Yeah, the mystery of the why mystery there's a statue. Of the Russian I mean, statue. arguably, I could have done more research, but I can't find out. That definitely exists. I've seen a picture of it. Right. Okay. But I, but I, I was skeptical enough that I double checked that it wasn't just a picture of a statue of a man, man with a cat, and, man and cat that had been mislabeled by a liar. And I managed to find another website referencing the first website. Also, GeoCities. Very much yeah. in that sort of Lycos area. Nice. I asked Jeeves, and he didn't know anything more than I already knew. Mm-hmm. My next category, chutzpah. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think we've ever had anyone on the podcast with as much chutzpah as a, as a main subject as T. Lob Sang Rampa. Or Cyril Sneer. Or, <laughs> what was his, Cyril, Cyril Henry Hoskins. Cyril uh, Double H. I, just because Lob Sang goes off on his own, walks all the way to a lamasery. Lamasery on its on his own <laughs> doesn't um, even hitch a lift in, on one. Endures, they make him sit for like three days outside in that sort of cross-legged position. Mm. His body gets all stiff, and he wakes up on the third day, no food, and then all the other boys beat him up, and he puts them down with sort Whoa. of kung fu moves. What? Yeah, and you'd expect to be quite stiff, like yeah. you and I in our thirties. Yeah, absolutely no way we could sit completely motionless for three days and then beat up four children, <laughs> even child llamas, <laughs> even child llamas. Yeah. Mostly headlocks. Yeah, two oh, headlocks. They're, they're, and then not, you... they're not actually llamas. <laughs> I was thinking of this for kids. One kid under each arm, and then you've got two legs free to kick for the kicking. others. kicking, yeah. But if it was, if there was an odd number of them, I don't know what I'd do. Mm. So, so t- the, the, t- the best monk who was reincarnated himself has a lot of chutzpah. Mm. And Cyril Henry Hoskins, to formally change his name, as he did, to Carl Kuan Suo, and to approach multiple publishers, it took mm. a while, Mm. Uh, trying to publish his his revelations also just takes uh, bearing in mind you you know he dropped out of school when he was fifteen Cyril you know he had no real education takes a lot of guts what's the point of the Doctor Suon Suo persona I don't know okay I do I do not know why is it I, I think to it's be that a nobody Tibetan would find sounding name and I don't uh, Kuan Suo sounds vaguely Eastern but sounds, not, not particularly yeah. Tibetan mm. to me as someone who has never been there so same as uh, i.e. an expert <laughs> yeah. But well, here's an interesting aside. Uh, apparently, several people who are now students of Tibet or subsequently became students of Tibet mm. um, got interested in it. And Cyril Hill got interested in sort of the Tibetan liberation movement through his writings. So okay. so, so a lot of people, uh, even though they might not necessarily be strictly speaking historically accurate, um, lots of people, their first interest, their first introduction to Tibetan culture was through his books. Is that like there's a lot of Wicca people now because of the- Harry Potter? Oh, right, I thought you meant the Wicker Man. No, not Wicker Man. The- Wicker people rustling towards you. Get away! <laughs> oh, this is so weird. Yeah, can I just bring up the Wicker people? <laughs> the Haunted <laughs> Dreams. I've absolutely had it with the Wicker people. Um, yeah, is that like there's a lot of modern witches because of Harry Potter, though? I think it's a bit like that, yeah. Mm. Except that Tibet is a real place, and witchcraft. Scotland's yeah. a real place, Alistair. <laughs> Isn't that... I don't know. I don't is that where you attention. think Hogwarts is? Hogwarts is Isn't it Scotland? Scotland? Is it? Isn't it Edinburgh? I don't know. It's probably Edinburgh. You get the train from King's Cross. So it's going up the Great Northeastern Line. It's very much like being a comedian. You go to go to Hogwarts, mm. Edinburgh Festival. Good chance you'll die. And the rest of the year you live in a cupboard under the stairs <laughs> in London. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. So, chutzpah. Five. Th- thank you. I mean, the, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anybody as gutsy. Uh, if you're talking about tree-related fallings, only Newton has got him for... They're coming up with this bigger thing, yeah. except obviously Newton's thing was real. Let's gloss over that. Mm. Final category mm-hmm. for he of the third eye, eyes. Oh. <laughs> so it's at least three. It's minimum three. Mm-hmm. Minimal three. 
I kind of imagine that if you can prove when he adopted the persona of Dr. Kuansuo. Uh, Carl Kuansuo. Dr. Dr. Carl? Dr. We'll call him Dr. Carl. It's a character in Neighbours as well. Is he? Yeah. Mm. If he, when adopting that character, to give the gravitas, put a pair of glasses on... I'm almost certainly would have. That would make him... Four eyes. A four eyes. Mm-hmm. Plus his hidden... Yes. That would be a fifth eye. Okay. So I am actually going to give you a five for eyes. Really? Also, because they they dr- just... If it's true that they drill into someone's head to create an eye, yeah, I just need to give you those points just to make that person feel better. That's great. Well, I'm, I'm accepting that even though, just to be clear, I don't know if that is true. <laughs> but five points it is. Yes. I think that's just what must be one of the most high-scoring stories ever. It It's when you texted me to say, have you ever heard? <laughs> <laughs> have you got, I'd like to just read. This is my... I mean, it's just my favourite, one of my favourite texts. It's what's great about doing this podcast. Yeah, so da-da-da, sorting out, arranging meeting for recording a podcast. 9.09 in the morning, get a text from Alistair. No, 9 in the morning I texted you. 9.09, yeah. 9.09, wow, I'm, I'm, yeah, well on my game that day. Have you heard of Tuesday Lobsang Rampa? Wonder if this story is obscure enough. <laughs> And as I replied, I I stand by it. Not really sure where the name begins. Listening to Lawmen with me, Alistair Beckett King, and me, James Shakeshaft. And that was the story of Tuesday Lob Sang Rampa, aka whoever that old bloke was. Load of names. Next week is Valentine's special. Last year we had Jenny Collier on telling a Welsh Valentine's story about Santis Dwinwen. J. Clo. J. Clo. J. Col. J. Col, I think she calls herself. Yeah. We had such a fun time, we thought we'd have her back for this year's Valentine's special which is another Welsh tale. I hope she doesn't listen to this episode where I did that clamour joke. Oh, she'd, she'd love that. Did you gig much in Wales? No, I've been banned. <laughs>